Hello and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 21. I'm one of your hosts, Hector Marrero. And I'm Kip Clark. Today's episode, the music that made us discover music. So Kip, I'd like you to start with your earlier musical recollections. Like what music did you listen to as a young person? How did you listen to this music? Give me the whole the whole shebang. Where did you get your music, your original music palette from? Absolutely. Well, my mom played a lot of music when I was younger in the car. This is back when we had cassette tapes, and there will be a point in the near future where no one knows what those are. But cassette tapes in the car, I remember we listened to the soundtrack from my best friend's wedding. And I remember at one point, as my mom often tells, we listened to the songs so frequently that I began to call Julia Roberts my best friend's wedding. I thought that was her name. And uh, yeah, I, we listened to that in the car. Uh, Faith Hill, I remember, was another one my mother liked a lot. Mary Shapen Carpenter, I'm probably forgetting some others. I believe Lori McKenna, although that might be a more modern singer that my mom has just listened to in recent years. But way back when, very important singer in, in my life and the lives of my parents, James Taylor. My mom loved playing some of his CDs. I remember Copper Line was one of his songs. Uh, Sweet Baby James is a song that I have a very, very deep attachment to that my parents used to sing. And I think both of my parents really, really enjoy James Taylor. Um, Livingston Taylor, I believe is his brother. My parents also really enjoy him. They have a picture of a concert they went to of his in Nantucket a few years back, and uh, they got to meet him. So I think that was early childhood. I know there were songs from cartoons that I used to watch that were memorable to me, but I don't think I was really exposed to music in the same way that other children are. I know certain parents have maybe records that they play throughout the house or whatever, but uh, yeah, our house was not always super musical, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think in the future, I would like to have a very musical house if I ever raise a family, because I think music's fantastic. Like people jazz fingers out of the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) All the time music, always. But yeah, I remember those were probably some of the earliest influences in my childhood. And I'm wondering how they've shaped me. I know James Taylor in particular is still a voice that resonates with me, that (laughs) means a lot. And I really enjoy his music. I often go back, I look up Sweet Baby James on YouTube and listen to that for a little bit because it has meaning to me. And I wonder if it's because it's musically well done or if it's more so, or perhaps equal parts, the memory and the association that I've drawn with that song. But what about you? What were the sounds and songs of your childhood like? Yeah, as you're recalling your own thoughts, I'm, I myself am thinking about all these sources of music I used to listen to when I was younger. A lot of the music I remember as a child is strongly, very strongly colored by my family. So I listened to the radio, 106.7 Light FM was the radio we listened to every morning on my way to elementary and middle school with my brother in the back seat, and my mom. Sometimes I'd be in the backseat too, actually. <laughs> and that was everything from Earth, Wind, and Fire to James Taylor, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, it was everything. All all classics from 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and then some new stuff like Backstreet Boys would play or Pink, and nowadays you get more modern music. Also at home, my dad would play Herb Alpert and the Tawana Brass. There's this one song called um, Tequila. Tequila. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. 
love that song because I think about my dad dancing in the living room playing that song and we listened to a lot of the Beatles I at least I don't know about my brother I wanted to say me and my brother but I at least was such a fan of the Beatles and I, I had such pride in knowing the names of the four guys I knew songs that most people in my class didn't know because my my classmates in middle school and elementary school were very much into like hip-hop or Backstreet Boys into like this pop stuff and I was listening to like Revolution 9 which is this very strange song on the White Album, but I loved it so much. Also, what is it? Uh, the birthday song? Yeah, I mean, those those songs just resonate with me. And again, it's, it's powerful because I think about my dad. There's also a, a ton of... Um, Puerto Rican music and a lot of like traditional music we would listen to in the house and like I literally just remember like you know dancing with my parents you know to these songs especially in Christmas time so yeah a lot of these songs from the radio all the way to the Beatles to these old school like Grand Combo and other like Puerto Rican songs and artists they resonate so clearly with me still because I associate them with family and I associate them with driving to school and like being with like family members and so that's why those songs stick with me so clearly. Zooming ahead a little bit into the future, was there a song that at one point you heard it or was there an artist that you stumbled upon somehow that made you say, oh my goodness, I understand or I like this kind of music. It could be I like this kind of music too or you know, you could have been rebellious and it was the start of your teenage years. I'll just share a quick story of my own. I used to watch uh, TV before going to bed, before middle school and this was like 7th or 8th grade and I would usually skip between MTV and VH1 because they had music videos and it was, you know, I would just watch the music videos and one night, it was late at night, I turned on MTV and they were playing Chop Suey by System of a Down and I caught the music video from beginning to end and I don't know if you've ever watched it but it's it's kind of a visual spectacle I haven't watched the video now yeah, the, the, the musicians are going right through each other I don't know how they did that effect but I was so into that song I loved it I told my dad about it the next morning I bought it off iTunes the next morning and I just started eating up their music I would go through their entire albums and it was nothing like anything I'd ever listened to it was hard rock music very dark and you know loud guitars and a lot of drums but it was so unusual relative to everything else I listened to but I would eat it up I just absolutely loved that music and it was all that it was that faithful night that I was just watching TV and I stumbled upon MTV and stumbled upon that music video Um, so that's a very clear memory for me about how that rolling of me finding my own music came to be but how about yourself Well, uh, one of the first songs that I added to my iTunes, I think, in fact, the first song was What I've Done by Linkin Park. And I'm sure that plenty of people I know will (laughs) make whatever judgments they want. But it would have been the summer after seventh grade for me, which would make it the summer of 2007. And I believe that's when the first Transformers movie came out. And one of these songs in the movie was What I've Done. And it wasn't even necessarily that I loved the movie or had any fascination with Transformers, but something about the way the song fit into that soundtrack just really resonated with me. And so at some point in early fall, I remember buying that song on iTunes and added it to my library. And it was so cool. I mean, I didn't have a library at this point. I had one song, but I remember really enjoying that song or at least getting something out of it because I was in the angsty period of my my teenage years. And so at some point, I think I asked my parents if I could get an mp3 player or an ipod for my birthday which 
fell in October and still falls in October. Um, and they were kind enough to get me an iPod. And I remember at that point, I probably had maybe 40 songs. Um, in addition to Linkin Park, I'm sure I had Coldplay on there because my mom had the X and Y CD. So I gave that a lot of listens. And I know perhaps the second or third band that really struck home with me was Sum 41. And I think the first song that I added from them was Over My Head. <laughs> yeah, and it was just sort of the dramatic nature of the music, the, the guitars that you talk about being sort of loud and energetic. I actually believe I found it through YouTube. It was tied to a music video of an anime that I was watching at the time. And it's just interesting how people find music that was mostly accidental, although, of course, once you've gotten an artist and one song that you like by them, my tendency is to check out their other albums and see if they sound similar because they usually contain the same vocalists and instrumentalists. Why not see what else is out there? But I didn't really do any sophisticated searching. If there were related songs in the YouTube videos, I would click on those. This is, of course, what, eight years ago almost when YouTube looked very different. So the whole setup is entirely changed now. But yeah, related videos were probably how I found most music. I didn't ask people what they were listening to. I wasn't really into pop music, but I remember when I got that iPod, listening to it on the way to school, I probably gave each Sum 41 song, I don't know, like 50 listens in a week or something. It's just crazy. I had no variety in my music, and it's ridiculous now to think of that. But another thing that to me is interesting, there's one song that instead of purchasing legally, I actually put into a processor which changed YouTube videos into MP3 files. And at one point in the process for one of the songs, Windows encountered a number of errors. So there are a number of beeps throughout that song when Windows encountered an error and it recorded onto the MP3 file. Oops. So at various points, yeah, oops, at various points throughout the song, I would hear these beeps in rhythm to whatever in the song. And I was like, well, that's obviously a mistake. But I have since gotten the actual file. I've legally purchased the actual file for that song. And when I listen to it, my mind still remembers where certain beeps fell and it's crazy to me because that was an accident that's but, fascinating yeah so you must have listened to those songs a lot a lot a lot honestly it was the soundtrack of the bus ride <laughs> to, to and from school Goodness. um with no variety whatsoever and gradually that started to expand but yeah those are some of my earliest experiences with songs and sort of building a library of music which i think is a defining factor for a lot of people, especially in the digital age when you can so easily come across new digital music that you can buy and, and share and uh, check out. So having this MP3 player for the first time, listening to this music, did you feel like you were, was there any change that was also coming up in your life, possibly through the music? What difference did this music make for you? That's a good question. I think it made me more emotionally, I want to say vibrant, but maybe that's not the right term. I don't think I was necessarily more articulate with my emotions or that I understood myself better, but I think music helped me to feel or perceive the feeling of broader emotions and more numerous emotions of feeling because I hadn't experienced the heartbreak that many of these songs referenced or the anguish or the anger or the sorrow, um, especially with songs like What I've Done, which are very, very solemn in their own way and dramatic i guess i felt it added that energy to my life that was missing that i didn't have dramatic stories of my own i didn't need to worry about all the things that i'd done wrong as described in in what i've done so i think it added a level of excitement much like why people would watch soap operas or whatever i think for me it was 
entertainment that I could listen to. And it just felt nice to have music where previously I hadn't really had a ton. I remember this is also an era in which I played a lot of Flash games on the internet. I would listen to these songs while playing those games. Hmm. And it was just enjoyable. So I think it did change me in a way. It made me much more pensive because when you're listening to music, usually people don't talk to you. And I remember a very interesting point that I brought up in our favorite teachers podcast. I talked about Miss Ford, who was my eighth grade teacher. And I remember asking her about music. And she said, well, I'm not a huge fan of iPods because I believe music is something that should be shared. And so I think it was a period of my life and listening to this music when I became really insular and thought to myself and kept to myself, listened to this music on my own. And I've since gotten into sharing music. And we'll hopefully touch on that because I think that's another really important aspect of this but uh so chop suey being your first song i think that changed a lot of things what were the the effects there it had loud guitar riffs what did that do to you yeah well it just gave me this whole realm of music that i enjoyed that my parents didn't enjoy so in a way it was an escape you know it wasn't that i was looking for an escape per se but here it was here was this music i have clear memories of playing some of this music on my little boombox, my little, you know, radio slash CD slash tape player. And my mom coming in and being like, turn that off. I don't like that music. (laughs) And I realized, yeah, of course you don't like that music. Why would you? So I would always play it quietly or I would prefer, you know, listening to it on my headphones. But yeah, it did provide this escape and it did provide i guess some sort of emotional outlet some way of connecting to something bigger it gave me something to listen to and i would listen to these songs so often that i would hear more and more each time i would remember the lyrics i would remember the guitar chords i would remember the the drum hits and i just loved it so much the whole package of it they just seemed like a band that was in existence at that time and I was just entering this game and just entering and getting to know them. Another thing I remember about this era and I want to go to this point because you mentioned it was this was a moment where I was sharing a lot of music. This was the time of LimeWire and LimeWire was this awesome application when it came out. It was like Napster only was so much faster. I would download songs that I had just heard on MTV or, you know, download straight up CDs from LimeWire. But I also would go to school and my friend, he just happened to have a lot of CDs. He would buy the music. So I would just borrow them from him and burn them on my computer. And it was music like Modest Mouse, My Chemical Romance, The White Stripes. (laughs) So a lot of angsty music that I wasn't so into. And, you know, one of the funniest ones was somebody gave me Ludacris's The Red Light District. And the big popular song on that one was a song called Get Back, which is actually you know not a very nice song. Um, but there was this one song on that CD that I loved as a you know, 12, 13-year-old boy called Blueberry Yum Yum. The entire song is about smoking marijuana. And I had no idea when I was a kid. I literally remember going to this honor band camp type thing where we would go to this school and we would practice for this performance we would have. And I had my iPod shuffle, the very first iPod shuffle, which is this little, you know, stick, little Mm -hmm. white stick. Mm -hmm. And I would just listen to Ludacris's Red Light District just on repeat with emphasis on Blueberry Yum Yum. I loved that song. And then later on, I found out, you know, what it was actually about. Still kind of a groovy song, but I think it's so funny to just imagine my 12-year-old self listening to that song, my parents driving, you know, not even thinking about what I'm listening to on my iPod. And here I am listening to a song about, you know, drugs. 
Anyway, I've gone on for too long. I'd like to ask you about your own sharing experience. Did you trade CDs? Did you borrow from people? Did you use LimeWire? That's a good question. Well, I didn't use LimeWire or other downloading services. I did turn a lot of YouTube videos into MP3 files, which is just as illegal, I'm sure. I have since gone back and cleared out a lot of my library or made sure that I have legal files either purchased or otherwise to replace those original songs because I felt really guilty about it. But with regards to sharing, I remember very specifically there's a song called Into the Fire by 13 Senses, a band that I remember really getting into and really enjoying. They're a British band, and I will put a link to them in this video along with maybe songs that Hector and I have discussed here. And I remember there was a good friend of mine, Leah Friedman, who was in my chemistry class in sophomore year of high school, and I wanted to get to know her better, and I saw that at one point she was listening to music on an iPod, and I thought, well, there's someone who might have new music that I can listen to. And so she and I began talking at one point, I think this is January 2010, if we're being honest. And I remember asking if she'd be willing to swap songs with me. And we began swapping songs, ideally from bands we hadn't yet heard of. And we did that a hundred or so times before we graduated high school. And I remember the first song I gave her was Into the Fire. And I'm trying to recall the first song she gave me and it's so embarrassing that I can't. But that was one method by which I found new music and I loved it because I usually requested that she not give me two songs from the same band so I could really diversify what kind of music I listened to and I've asked that of other people too I didn't usually swap CDs since getting to Kenyan and buying you know CDs and CD sleeves I've made CDs for people I should perhaps start requesting CDs because I think it's always great to hear what other people listen to I have been fortunate enough in the past to get gifts of CDs from other people, but usually I don't swap them. I think it's a really, really cool idea though. So you speak of diversifying your music library and switching and exchanging songs to continue expanding on your library. Do you think that's still the case nowadays? Do you still have a pretty diverse library? Or when you did this wipe of your music media, did you find that you were more specific with what you downloaded and what you purchased? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, to clarify, when I say wipe, I really, I went back to each song and if I couldn't find a legal version or couldn't buy a legal version or didn't want to, I deleted it. But more often than not, I just replaced the old illegal versions with the MP3s that were legally acquired of those songs. So the library, for the most part, didn't change. And I'm sorry if I hadn't been clear about that earlier but in terms of music type or diversity a lot of it started as angsty back in 2007 2008 when i got what i've done and i think one of my favorite things about itunes is that you can track date added and scroll through your past and i remember very vividly certain songs that i listened to on certain weekends or whatever that categorize sort of my memories of those time periods even just certain experiences that i'd had that i linked with certain songs is just fascinating to me but i think over time i've maybe gotten a bit more mature a lot of it's still rock related be it soft rock or alternate rock but that's pretty broad i've added a few rap albums and singles since those days and i didn't used to listen to rap really but i still don't really listen to jazz or country there are certain genres that just don't appeal to me as much but i think diversifying is interesting but Hector, before we finish the episode, I want to talk a bit more about how we discovered new music. I know you talked about sharing CDs with people or maybe download lists off of LimeWire. How did you go about finding new music? Yeah, for some time after sharing CDs with friends, or rather borrowing CDs from my friend, I would buy a few CDs of my own. Linkin Park's Meteora was one of them, mm -hmm. as were System of a Down, Hypnotize, and Mesmerize. Those were two favorite CDs of mine. Afterwards, I would download most of the songs through iTunes. Nowadays, 
you know, honestly, a lot of it is based on discussion. It's hanging out with friends, just finding music together or having somebody reveal a song that they discovered through the internet. Really, the internet just brings this music to me, honestly. At this point in my life, I don't think that I am actively searching for music, but rather refine what I listen to and try to expand off of that. So I've deleted a lot of the content I had from, you know, my early iTunes and replaced it with a lot of songs that I'm more interested in, more into. I've bought a lot of songs as well. I also look for songs that are high quality, 320 kilobytes per second, sample rate, you know, the clearest audio quality possible. My brother collects vinyls. It's a pleasure to listen to vinyls these days. But yeah, so it, it's it's expanded, but my music tastes have changed quite a bit over, over the years. I don't know, how, how about you? Well, in terms of discovery, I think Pandora was one of the ways in which I originally discovered mm-hmm. new music, although recently I feel like their algorithm has not given me much new. It's told me old songs that I used to listen to and replaced those because I've told it that I enjoy them. iTunes gives some great related searches. People that bought this also bought, and you are able to see other things in that nature. But typically, yeah, I'll maybe go to the iTunes homepage and just scroll under usually alternative music and look there. I've still gone to friends for recommendations. I've also just Googled ways to find new music, and there's some very interesting applications and websites that help you discover. But it's certainly an interesting topic, and I am really glad you brought it to us. I think music discovery and initial music experiences are really interesting. And to our audience, we'd love to know what you guys think. What were your first experiences with music? Do you remember as a child listening to certain cassettes or for older listeners, maybe CDs in the car? What were those experiences like? How do you find new music now? And Hector, if they want to respond and let us know, where can they find us online? Visit us on Twitter at Stride N Saunter, Gmail, Stride and Saunter at gmail.com. We're on Facebook as Stride and Saunter. And you can visit our website, strideandsaunter.com. And as always, we thank you for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off. And this is Hector Marrero. Look over your shoulder. There's someone there.